Hi, I'm Natalie Wires, along with Jason Nias from Digital River, an e-commerce company dedicated to helping brands go global and grow revenue. But this isn't about us. This is Commerce Connect, a podcast about people who are creating some of the best e-commerce experiences of our times. Listen on to hear from e-commerce visionaries as they look back on where they started, lessons they've learned that have gotten them to where they are today, and what they believe is the future of online shopping. Hi, this is Natalie from Digital River, talking today with the founder of a company that just might be helping your company do business right now, PandaDoc. Mikita Mikado is the quintessential American success story. Coming to this country from Belarus at the age of 19, he got his start building websites and eventually co-founded PandaDoc which enables companies worldwide to virtually create and share documents, proposals, and contracts, as well as other important sales collateral. Welcome, Makita. Thank you, Natalie. We have to start with your personal story. You studied computer science in Belarus and then had an opportunity to study in Hawaii, which seems to be the start of an amazing adventure for you. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, if you look at the globe, Belarus and uh, Oahu, where I landed, are probably on two completely opposite points. And I, I, got, I got lucky. Uh, I entered a student exchange program, uh, which allowed me to come to the US, placed me to uh, work at an airport in Honolulu, where I learned English, really. I've spoken poorly back then. And then I uh, started building websites, uh, became a web designer. Uh, I uh, went to school in Hawaii and uh, uh, the web design business turned into a software development business where we sold software to web designers. And then later all that evolved into uh, what you know as PandaDoc. And that's been about, it's been about 15 years since that journey started. And uh, when I look back, I'm, I'm glad that I've got presented with this wonderful opportunity to come to this country and uh, do all that I've done. Call University in Hawaii is, sounds like a dream. Um, how did you get your entrepreneurial spirit, do you think? Do you al- did you always want to start a company or was that sort of building to you through your education? Not until I became a teenager. Growing up, I didn't have anyone in my family who, uh, who ran a business. Um, but I always wanted to be uh, useful. I always wanted to build something. And I always wanted to be independent. Not having a lot uh, as a kid, that meant that you have to try figure some things out on your own. So um, since I was a kid, I... Sold. I sold all kinds of things. Uh, I sold berries on farmers market. When I got older. I sold used cell phones. Uh, you you name it. Like I try to make money in all the mm-hmm. all the available and and, and honest ways. Uh, and then uh, when I grew up a little bit, I learned that all that is called entrepreneurship, and uh, that's what it what I really wanted to do in my life, um, start businesses, build companies and, uh, uh, and grow them. 
Well, you've had great success. We use PandaDoc at Digital River. Uh, it's built into our Salesforce CRM. Uh, but for those who are listening who don't know what PandaDoc is, uh, can you explain a bit about the company and what your vision sure. was? Uh, sure. Uh, we help uh, dozens of thousands of businesses to streamline their work with sales documents, primarily sales documents. Um, things like quotes, proposals, contracts. We automate generation of those documents, delivery to customers, negotiations, uh, electronic signing of uh, these important documents. So whatever uh, transactions there are that are backed by agreements, by documents, we automate those um, transactions and the workflows that, uh, that are involved. Whenever I talk to founders of, you know, technology, different technology companies, hearing about how you came up with the idea and how you recognized that there was this gap in the market that you could fill is always an interesting story. Uh, can you tell me about how you came up with the vision for PandaDoc? Sure. Um, back in the day, my co-founder and I had a um, software development company, we built software for uh, other web designers, for web development studios. And uh, we were sitting back in Belarus and we were investing a lot of time in uh, putting together a proposal or a contract. And then um, we sent them to uh, people in different countries, somewhere far out. And we didn't really know whether those documents were open, whether they were looked at whether uh, those prospective customers had any questions, concerns. We wanted to make the process of buying from us pleasant and easy and uh, straightforward. And, and we also wanted to save time on uh, putting those documents together. We wanted to ensure that there are no errors in the collateral that we send out and the contracts that we send out so we thought to uh, streamline the process and uh, turn the process into a, a software. Um, that was the thesis. And uh, we first built one product, didn't quite get it right, um, focused on a very narrow market, but learned a lot. And uh, that helped us to conceptualize PandaDoc, um, all those learnings and uh, uh, bring it to market. Well, the idea to streamline as someone who works in, you know, B2B marketing, uh, the idea to streamline all of those processes is, um, and just having tools and software that helps make that easier is so important. And it became even more important uh, when the pandemic hit and B2B business went from face-to-face -face interactions to being what we're doing now, right? Which is a Zoom call um, and entirely virtual. So I imagine that uh, when COVID hit, uh, you, your business found itself in higher demand. Is that true? That is true, but it wasn't that obvious uh, when pandemic just started. And when the financial crisis following the pandemic hit, uh, I remember that back in March 2020, um, when stocks fell off and uh, fell down and uh, a lot of businesses, 
some of our clients were shutting their doors. We uh, we were quite scared. Uh, we froze hiring. We, prior to that, we grew month over month, uh, almost doubling our workforce year over year. But in March, I had second thoughts because it felt like businesses are going to get hurt and they'll be canceling their software, uh, software subscriptions and uh, 2020 uh, is going to be it's going to be grim from uh, from the business uh, standpoint things normalized uh, in I'd say in April and uh, since April we we did uh, we did see a lot of a lot of growth and I think one of the reasons why that happened is also that we reacted quickly. And when the pandemic hit, when uh, a lot of our customers started feeling the economical impact of the, uh, of, of, of the pandemic, we decided to, to help in any way we can and uh, launched a free electronic signing solution so that at the very least you can sign, on, sign documents uh, safely. And a lot of our clients found, found that helpful, uh, transition to that solution uh, for the time being. Um, solution was free, it is free. Later, they've seen a recovery of their business and they went back to the, to the paid version of the product. But what that did is it created a lot of, um, I would say it created buzz in the marketplace that there is a, an unlimited free e-signature software that you can utilize in order to continue doing business safely. And that buzz built a lot of tailwind. We got uh, not only customers that, that came in for a free solution, but a lot of customers that came in for a uh, premium solution that, that they discovered through the free product. So yeah, it, like I'd say the, um, the year started um, like, not so well, just just like for anyone. Uh, but then uh, things improved quite a lot for us. That's fascinating. In some ways, you know, it's almost one of the oldest tricks in the book to offer a free trial and then can you know work to convert those people to a paid subscription or a paid product uh, down the road. But it's it's interesting to think about. Um, using that tactic uh, out of necessity based on what is happening in the outside world. Had you ever taken that kind of approach before to do a free trial to convert it to a paid user or was that entirely new? Um, we've had a, we had a free trial since the day one. That's always been there. However, what we did in March is we launched a free product a, an unlimited free electronic signature solution where you can upload a document, send it out for a legally bonding electronic signature and uh, basically get it back and, and so on and so forth. Uh, there, there are a lot of big players in the space and uh, there was a lot of need since everyone went remote and uh, uh, got quarantine. Uh, uh, we, launched, we launched a free and limited e-signature product. Um, and that was like free trials are limited in time. That product is not limited in time. You can use it forever if you wish. 
that was a little different from from you know launching a, a time limited uh, free trial solution that expires at some point in time. Interesting. So now we're about a year in, um, and companies are really you know getting used to as best as we can adopting this new way of business. What do you think about as you think about the next year, the next five years of how B2B business is going to continue to change? Or do you think that will, you know, when things open up again and, and we're able to, that things all kind of pull back to, to where they were before? Yeah. A lot of people say uh, things will never be the same. You know, I, I tend to agree. I feel like the pace of transition to digital accelerated over 2020 and uh, we're not going to lose that pace in 2021 and uh, 2022 and, and, and so on and so forth. We, we moved faster in the transition that, that was going to happen despite of COVID, but we moved a lot faster. And uh, I think that this acceleration is not going to fade away. I imagine us continuing to do business in a touchless and digital manner in the coming years. I don't, I don't believe we're going to go back Yeah. or slow down. Yeah. And just the amount of time saved from, you know, getting on planes and traveling and, and, you know, being able to now that, you know, sales people have gotten a taste of what is possible remotely. Um, you know, it just sort of shifts people's perspective on, how work gets done. Yeah, we built so many habits. Those habits are going to be tough to eradicate. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, you're leading this company and, and you have employees in regions, different regions around the world. Um, and, the, you know, their offices were hit by COVID at different times and there was different restrictions. What was it like and how did you keep your employees motivated and focused on what the growth opportunities were for you? Starting in March, right when I think the CDC made a uh, proclamation that it's not safe to, to be at work, uh, we, we went all remote. So we went remote uh, back in March. I think we were fortunate because PandaDoc has always been a global company with uh, multiple offices all around the world. Therefore, we needed to learn to communicate effectively uh, with colleagues in different time zones and different geographies. Uh, so there are some there there was some structure and there were some um, processes and uh, ways in which we worked um, prior to March. However, uh, going all remote in March uh, definitely brought a lot of challenges uh, and definitely affected morale, effectiveness, well-being of people, emotional well-being. And uh, just like most other companies, we, we felt it. Like we really felt it. Remote has its uh, benefits, but also uh, a, lot of, a lot of its uh, shortcomings. And uh, depending on the person, more benefits or there are more losses. It truly depends. 
In terms of what we've done, um, we've uh, always been a transparent company and uh, uh, throughout 2020, we try to increase the level of transparency because it just, it gets so hard to communicate unless um, you're open about your plans, intentions, uh, strategy, uh, thought process, even thought process. So, you know, increasing the level of transparency, trying to communicate more, trying to share more, uh, be that content or information or data, trying to support, like our HR team did a, did a lot of work. Um, every month they, they send out a Slack package or uh, every week they organize uh, like a, a small event, uh, like the last one we had was painting your own potted plant. So it's like they, they come up with all those ideas to try to keep people together, especially, which is especially important if um, you don't have a big family, right? So you are like, you, you're, say you're, you're a single individual, it's, it gets lonely, right? And, uh, you know, moving forward, I think, like I said, a lot of the habits that are that have been built over the course of last uh, 11 months, uh, a lot of those habits are going to stay. So while we uh, we're planning to have offices, uh, we'll likely have uh, kind of hoteling options and uh, a lot of flexibility for people that want to stay remote and continue continue working from, in some cases, remote places of the world. Yeah, that's one of the great things that I think will come out of this is that there's just way more employee choice of how an individual employee is can be best supported by their company and what their sort of ideal work scenario is, which yeah. is, I think yeah. is going to be a really positive thing. And less traffic. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. less CO2 emissions, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Never mind. I was driving the other day around rush hour and there was actually a little bit of traffic and I was very confused. I was like, I thought that people weren't working and on the road following the traditional rush hour times anymore, but. Did you feel good? You're like, oh, things are back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so looking ahead, what are your aspirations for PandaDoc? What comes next? There are three things that we deeply care about, three values that we deeply care about here. Uh, one is to um, learn and teach. Um, two is make a positive impact on the communities that we touch, be that our colleagues or our customers or you know, countries, geographies where, where uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, pandas are present. And then finally, third is uh, we want to have fun. So. I am looking forward for PandaDoc to uh, be a better, bigger uh, place where more people learn and teach, uh, make a positive impact, and then have a lot of fun. I think uh, the, the market we're in and uh, the, uh, the market we're in allows for, for an explosive growth um, as long as we can execute. So I'm, I'm excited for the future and uh, I hope um, we'll continue 
growing and uh, adding value. I love that. Um, you know, most people have others who influence their lives, either personally or professionally, uh, or both. Who influences you? I'll I'll, I'll bring in a, uh, I'll bring a story. Uh, I'll bring up a story of uh, <laughs> someone who influenced me greatly back in the day. Uh, since we talked about uh, the move to the U.S. and Hawaii, but the person who influenced me greatly is my first landlord. Once I landed in the U.S., I needed to find a, a place to stay, and I rented a room uh, in a house of this old Japanese guy. He rented out rooms to uh, a bunch of European students. Um, coming to work at the, the airport I uh, mentioned, who after like, I guess, watching me and a few other students uh, that, that came from uh, Eastern Europe, they said, like, you guys are gonna do really well. And uh, like, you and you, you'll be uh, very successful, you'll be millionaires. I'm like, what are you talking about, old man? Like, what, what, like, why? Like, you work really hard. I mean, but that's not enough. I was like, no, he, was, he said, no, in this country that very well might be enough. And then as we were like, you know, as we had two, three jobs and worked 16 hour shifts and blah, blah, blah. He, um, he really helped us uh, and, and helped me to understand that, look, it's a part of the journey and that journey is going to have um, like bumpy parts, but it's okay. And uh, the more you're on it, uh, as long as like you, as long as you work hard and you make smart choices, um, you'll do really well. So he he really inspired and uh, helped me to believe in myself, and that. Kind of like in America, everything is possible. And I really, really, really needed it, I guess. So I, yeah, that was, that was the, uh, that was one of the folks who uh, had a great influence on me and who I'm uh, endlessly grateful for. Well, and he was right. Have, do you have any way to, did you keep in touch with him at all to let him know that you did in fact turn into a great success? Uh, we keep in touch. Yeah, we keep in touch. How about where you find your influence from either podcasts or books or blogs that you would recommend that help uh, drive your innovation? Hmm. I love learning about learning, uh, which is basically uh, learning about, about yourself, uh, about how your brain functions, how uh, your emotions work. And uh, I find all that knowledge to be extremely helpful. As for, for books and podcasts, uh, whenever I find something on the kind of like edge of be that management and brain science uh, or uh, on the on, kind of like on the, um, on the border, on the, edge, on the border of uh, management and, and brain science, like I, I find that uh, that literature very, very useful. Or on the border of uh, 
let's say building uh, building a company culture and uh, um, um, emotion, emotional intelligence. So like I find I find those books and podcasts to be uh, really really helpful to to me. Maybe because I'm you know I'm a um, I'm a software engineer by trade and uh, uh, I've never been the most uh, emotionally intelligent person out there. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I like developing this side of me and I find it to be very, very useful. Uh, last question. So Digital River is a business of e-commerce. So we love to hear about e-commerce experiences that our guests thought were particularly good. Um, everyone's buying online all the time right now. So what is an e-commerce experience that stands out to you and what made it special? I'm not sure whether my answer is going to be influenced by, uh, by the fact I really like the product, but um, I recently purchased this um, ring that um, called Aura that helps me to track my sleep and uh, uh, activity. And uh, it, it's pretty accurate. You know, when I, when I wake up and uh, I get a low score from this thing, uh, the chances are I'll, I'll feel crappy during the day. So uh, e-commerce e e experience, um, a great, you know, it's a uh, good website, pretty straightforward uh, shopping cart process. Um, it's easy to choose uh, the size for the ring and, and so on and so forth. So that, that part was easy. But uh, what I liked the most is the... Is the, is the set of follow-up emails and uh, knowledge that that whole experience was enhanced about the quality of sleep and how important that is. And then their follow-on like their, their, uh, follow uh, upsell strategy because uh, you, know, you, you kind of like you buy one, then um, uh, at some point it gets a bit scratchy in about a year, they start up selling you the other one. Then I bought a few for friends of mine and uh, so on and so forth. So um, yeah, that's been a pretty um, pretty cool e-commerce experience. And uh, um, that was an experience of buying a really cool product, which- Well, I can <laughs> I tell you, part I, of it. <laughs> I have looked at those as well and they also do a excellent job with uh, remarketing and targeting and, and serving me up lots of ads to try to get me to make the purchase. So I am glad to hear that you like the product. Uh, Makita, if people wanted to follow you or reach out to you, what is the best way? Uh, I am Mikita Mikado on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and everything, um, everything else. I'm easy to Google. Mikita Mikado, potato, potato, and <laughs> Google and remember. Well, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time and being a part of our podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Commerce Connect, brought to you by Digital River and edited at Matriarch Digital Media in Minneapolis, Minnesota. To learn more, head to digitalriver.com.